The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. Thanks for joining us as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. And if you're following along with us in Scripture, uh, we are in Matthew chapter 17 as we work our way verse by verse, section by section, uh, through the life of Christ, through Matthew's Gospel. And so we're going to finish up chapter 17 and look at two kind of separate sections here uh, as we finalize up the section, then we'll jump tomorrow into chapter number 18. So again, verse number, chapter uh, number 17, verse 22. Uh, now, while they were uh, staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. The third day he will be raised up. And they, uh, those disciples, were exceedingly sorrowful. So the first thing we have to see, one of the things I find intriguing, especially as you get closer to the end of the life of Christ, is how many times uh, he references what's going to happen. He references the truth that one day he's going to die, that he's going to be buried, that he's going to raise from the dead. And yet these men never caught on to it. They never realized what was going on. As a matter of fact, uh, at the beginning of chapter 18, there's an argument of who's going to be greatest in the kingdom. And you know what that argument's about? The argument is about not the earthly, the long-term kingdom. The argument is over the fact that right now, a kingdom... Uh, they're looking for God to establish that kingdom right there in their life, right there, and, and take over Rome, kick them off, uh, kick out Rome, and establish the kingdom now. So these men aren't looking for who's going to be greatest in the kingdom down the road. They're looking right there. Now, the principle from that is the fact that even though Jesus clearly stated to them what was necessary, it didn't happen. Uh, they still didn't get it. They still didn't catch on to what was happening. They still... Co- They still got so stuck into what they thought or they wanted to happen with Jesus, with Jesus being there as the Messiah. They didn't understand it and they ignored the prophecy and they ignored Jesus straight out saying what was going to happen. It's easy sometimes for us in life, if we're not careful, to view, to look at scripture, to look at the Bible and want to filter it through our views, filter it through our opinion of something, filter it through what we want to believe, filter it through what we want to happen. Say, if you got a plan and you want something to happen and you're going to pray about it, well, sometimes you filter and say, I know God's going to do it. I prayed this. And sometimes what you're doing is you are kind of waiting for God to do it. That's why a lot of times people uh, can become frustrated, say, God's not answering my prayer. Well, yes, he always answers prayer. Yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's wait, but he always answers the prayer. Uh, but I think sometimes the reason we struggle with that is we look at it and say, God didn't answer my prayer the way I wanted him to. And so therefore, it's not fair. Therefore, I'm frustrated. Uh, can I encourage you that if we go to the word of God with an opinion and a bias, and we wait for the word of God to prove our opinion and our bias, we are 100% wrong. We need to go to the word of God with no bias and say, what does the word of God say? And then we change our lives based upon that. It is, it should, that should be the core of what we hold to. The Bible sets my direction. The Bible sets my beliefs. The Bible establishes where I go and what I believe. Uh, it's not something that I go to to prove my point. Because here, here's the issue then. Um, let me give you an example. Some people will say the Bible contains the Word of God. They will say bits and pieces of the Bible are here. Uh, and what we have, we can't guarantee all of it's Scripture. Well, why would you say that? 
Because if you go to the Bible and you pull out your physical Bible and someone says, well, you can't guarantee all of it was in the original. The problem is now who gets to decide what's in the original, what's not? Who gets to decide uh, what is Bible and what's not? Well, it comes down to that person, usually preachers. By the way, God has told us that not one jot or tittle shall pass till all the law be fulfilled. We believe in the inspiration of Scripture, but we also believe in the preservation of Scripture, that God can preserve his word until Jesus returns which means we can guarantee that we have the inspired full word of God. So then why would somebody come back and say, well, we can't guarantee that everything in scripture was in the originals? Well, because the Bible says something they don't want it to say. The Bible contradicts their belief. They want to hold a position and say, well, you can't really prove a million times why it says that. Well, you know, for example, there's preachers out there that say today that church attendance is not set in scripture. God doesn't guarantee or require church attendance uh, because there's no command in it. And when you go to the Old Testament, and but again, New Testament is a little different, but in the book of Hebrews, it says forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together and so much the more as we see his day approaching. Now, I heard one guy say this, he goes, well, you can't use you know, one verse to set a doctrine. Well, this isn't a doctrine, this is a command. But here's the thing, you know, God, the entire New Testament is established around church. This is his plan. He's got so much in scripture about it, all these letters written to it. Obviously, church is important to him. Now, what we can do is we can go in and say, well, we begin to twist the scripture for what we want because we want to believe it differently. Uh, and then there can be all kinds of positions of positions in the church, things of that nature. And here's the thing. If we, this is a fact, if we can't prove, it, it, let me rephrase that. If we want to hold a certain position, but the Bible doesn't allow it, we go to what they did. Now, I will say this. In this situation, the disciples were not changing Scripture. They weren't ignoring Scripture. They weren't trying to say, we don't want it this way. They just literally weren't listening to what Jesus was saying. Jesus clearly, in the verses we just read, state what's going to happen to him. But they were so blinded by what they wanted, they couldn't hear what's being said. So that's the principle we need to hold to. We need to go to the Word of God completely open we can't open it up and say, well, I believe this, I believe that, and change it. We need to go to the Word of God and change it. Now, in this situation, these men, it was to an extent ignorant. They weren't trying to change Scripture. So it's a little different than what I'm describing here, but they weren't trying to change Scripture. They just were ignoring it. But my problem in today's culture is that when we ignore it, it allows us to do whatever we want. That's why we have so many different denominational beliefs. That's why we have so many different arguments amongst inside the scene, in the Baptist realm, so many different opinions. Because for many people, they're not going to Scripture to establish their view. Uh, may we allow the Word of God to be what it is that establishes our view for you as well. May it be. May you go to the Word of God completely unbiased, read it, learn it. And not let your opinion, not let your desire, not let a fear or a view of something change. The Bible's simple. It's clear. What the Bible says is what the Bible says. And if we're going, either going to follow it or we're not going to follow it. But you can't be in the middle and say, well, I'm not sure. Uh, the Bible also says it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces down into our lives. It opens, it, it, it's you know, into the joints and marrow to discern of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It digs down deep. It helps us to break up the difference between truth and emotion. It helps us to see the truth. We need to make sure that the word of God is what speaks to us and is the foundation of what we believe, not to a way to prove our own position. 
May we, when we go to the Word of God, may we go to the Word of God to find out what we need to do, not to prove us right and someone else wrong. I, I tell you, I think a lot of the battles today amongst church is because, amongst Christianity, amongst religion in general, even false religions in my perspective, um, it simply comes down to this premise that too many people do not want the Word of God to be the foundation of what they believe, or they take things out of context to prove what they want. We need to go to the Word of God and let the Word of God tell us not the other way around. Well, I was going to go to two sections, uh, but we will pick up here and finish up Matthew chapter 17 tomorrow. I appreciate the time you've given us today. Hope you join us again tomorrow as we keep studying through the book of Matthew. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.